Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we are Flying with Firefly on the Sunnydale Sticks. Sunnydale Stacks, Flying with Firefly, where every other week we immerse ourselves in a lawless verse populated by refugees from Earth That Was and navigate two episodes of Firefly. This week, we're exploring objects in space and our series wrap-up. This is, of course, something we've talked about before, and uh, it's a big part of the whole Firefly mythos that it was a series ended well before its time. Uh, Not even a full season. Not even a full season, let alone a season two. Uh, So I think this is a perfect time to do our own theorizing or at least our maybe kind of pitches of what we would want to see or think we would have seen had Firefly continued at least for a full season, if not season two. So Objects in Space is always a weird episode for me because it's the season finale, but not really. Yeah. Like it's the season finale because the season was cut short, yeah. but it doesn't serve the purpose of no. a normal season finale, especially in a Joss show yeah. where he usually has an amazing season finale. Well, and it feels like a great second to last episode of a season sure. where there's like some good character growth and it's a really solid episode, but it doesn't like have that climactic like and uh, things have changed or or or, 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 or there's going to be a new thing in the next season or something really with a lot of forward momentum. It's kind of like, oh, this is a cool place we are right now. Let's see where yeah. we go from here. Uh it, but not in a way that feels like, and they continued on in their adventures. Mm-hmm. It just feels like, oh, this is a really solid episode towards the end of a season. So where it would have gone from here, I don't want to stray too much into stuff the movie covers. Um, we will be covering that next time, guys. Yeah. Uh, so I think, obviously, a lot of what's in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would have loved to see more like uh, returning villains. A season yes. two episode with early, I think, would have been great. Well, so, but even yeah. before season two, I feel like we need, if there was a se- a real season one finale, yeah. we needed to bring back Hands of Blue Men. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cause they, they're, they're all set up and they never get paid. They make no sense yeah. the way they're left. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's yeah. what, two short scenes and two short, in two yeah. episodes. And you're like, to the point that like before we did this rewatch, I forgot who the fuck these people were and people kept talking about hands of blue men I'm like what is that the blue men group were in this show um yeah and i kind of like vaguely remember them and i'm not sure if that would have been the the most explosive or coolest finale because as we saw them in the show they they had some interesting elements but weren't like an overwhelmingly cool or interesting facet of the show there mm-hmm. wasn't enough of them to really be anything but i i also feel like with as strong as the characterization is of all the main characters in the show that you don't have to have, you know, like a lot of Marvel movies, you don't have to have the strongest villain to have a really entertaining season finale for Firefly season one. Had you get in the full season. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that, that there could have been some setup with how they kind of deal with, one facet of the hands of blue men that maybe sure. gets them more involved with the rest of the alliance. That's just it. Is um, that yeah. it, they were they the few times that they were brought up it in a Joss show mm-hmm. he presents them as this is going to be the big bad. Yeah. 
because he does that thing where he seeds it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's coming. And then the fact that we don't get a payoff. So, yes, as we've seen them, they've been uninteresting. But there was the potential Mm -hmm. for bigger and better in a a two-part season finale where the Hands of Blue Men are truly terrifying. And what I think would make that truly terrifying and... I have not seen Serenity the movie in a while, mm-hmm. so it'll be fun to watch that this next week. But obviously the Reavers are yeah. god-awful terrifying. Mm-hmm. So if you saw the Hands of Blue Men and the Reavers and saw that the the Reavers are not as terrifying to the Hands of Blue Men, mm-hmm. that would have made them yeah. god-awful. Like, I'm a little hesitant to, to, to new to the Reavers too much but like a really effective way to make the hands of blue men seem really terrifying is to for whatever reason have the serenity crew stumble upon a decimated reaver ship and think like who could have done this to them sure yeah Um, yeah. that kind of thing but uh, i think there definitely should have been something like that or maybe if you don't want to go that far and you want to kind of save some of the mystery of the reavers even just have like you know some giant dortmunder type giant alliance ship mm-hmm. that for whatever reasons the hands of blue men had to like take control of and just everybody's dead on it and mm-hmm. just like have no explanation because it's clearly not the reavers because it's too neat um and for and you know serenity's like this is a huge score but we we were terrified what could this be and they find out it's the hands of blue men mm-hmm. something like that i think could have been a really strong season finale but uh, what would you think of like one-off episodes you might have wanted to see I definitely need some, not, I, I don't need it. I no. would like some connecting factor between where we leave Mal and Inara at the end mm. of Objects in Space and where they are at the beginning of Serenity the film. Yeah. I want a big romantic scene where mm-hmm. Mal like finally kisses yeah. her and like they admit their feelings and mm. she still leaves. Yeah. Cause I mean, the, the scene that they, at the end of Heart of Gold was close, but I need them to make out a bit. Yeah. I just, I, I need some, also, some hot need, making out uh, tongue action there. Uh, uh, Kelly and Simon to kiss. We need a lot more kissing. Way more kissing. Yeah. I want all the hot kissing in this show. Yeah. And I get like 15 episodes. You don't want everyone to be making out by that point. No. But it's, it's, it's really frustrating where it's like, we never got to see I, it. Granted. I love Zoe and Wash, yeah. and we get some nice hot times mm-hmm. in Objects in Space. Oh, yeah, but yeah, they see these two big relationships mm-hmm. between Kaylee and Simon and Mal and Anara. And if we had more of the season, I want to see some hot times mm-hmm. because, well, I mean, we're going to get to an object in space, but Kaylee and Simon got some weird shit going on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what's happened. Yeah, they're, they're definitely the, the weird, like, we're way too comfortable to not be dating, but we're totally not dating mm-hmm. phase uh, of, well, not that that's an, a constant phase, but it is definitely a thing that happens and it's very weird. Um, so things I don't, would not yeah. need in more of season one. Mm-hmm. I don't need more saffron. No, not in season one. I think we're done. Yeah. Um, I don't need more Niska. No, no. I Unless th- you have a really interesting idea with him. I don't think you need to see him again. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing a Saffron episode somewhere in season two. Sure. Uh, but I don't want to, I don't want to like, like have three 
three episodes about one villain in the, in the same season. Um, and again, I would only want to bring her back in season two when you, if you had a good idea. Sure. I wouldn't want to just like bring her back just to bring her back. I'd um, be happy bringing back an ally that we didn't know was going yeah. to repeat, like mm-hmm. the sheriff from the train job. Yes. Or um, Monty. Yes, from Monty. Trash. I loved Monty. I would have loved to see yeah. him. Like, we need help. Let's call Monty. Mm-hmm. It would have made me happy. Yeah. Um, another thing I uh, would have loved to see, and I forget his name, um, from the Janestown Mother's Planet, that guy as a villain again. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, we talked about that in the episode about, like, he's a good actor. He's a great villain actor. Um, and he feels underutilized there. And it could have been really interesting to see. For whatever reason, they have to cross his path again. Um, also, just more generic episode ideas. I I would love to see more of, like... Uh, almost like a single character story of like, maybe like Anara has an event an adventure when she leaves the ship. And it's like an episode that's almost exclusively Anara's episode. I would love that. Yeah. And if there had been more seasons, I would hope that we would have had more of those yeah. where like, as much as I love the crew, mm-hmm. like let's really get into Anara. Let's mm-hmm. real. I mean, okay. I did not mean it that way. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. Um, but like, just more of that kind of stuff where mm-hmm. um, I don't even know if I need backstory, just more yeah. charactery moments mm-hmm. of who are these people when they're not on this ship. Yeah. I would have also, in the same way that I want a connecting thread be- of a Nara and Mal mm-hmm. between objects in space in the film, I know I'm a broken record here, but River yeah. and her leaps and bounds in her yeah. personality and her abilities. In this one, it's nice that we bring back in Objects of Space her ability to shoot mm-hmm. and fight with like yeah. seemingly no training. Um, and in the film, obviously, she is fucking amazing. Yeah. Maybe let's have an in-between. Yeah, that would that would have been nice. There's um, a difference between just picking up a gun and then like battling a ship of reavers. Like yeah. maybe we see something. Um, and I, I know uh, one uh, thing people are going to respond to with this is like, oh, well, in the comics they do this. And that, that's totally cool. I would I would hope that in the comics they do this. Um, but in the same token, I this is what I would want to have seen in a, in a, in the physical show. Um, the and, comics yeah. exist because we did not get yes. yeah. more Firefly. The TV show, yeah. I feel like if we had gotten five, yeah. seven, right. 12, 15 seasons of Firefly, they would not have had time for no. comics because the TV show is still going yeah. on. So it, it, we're saying that if that didn't happen mm-hmm. because the TV show still exists. Yeah. And I still say we could bring it back, have like an Unforgiven style, like older Mal and the crew. We can do it, guys. Start that crowdfunder. Yeah. Netflix or Hulu, Amazon Prime, Crackle. What the hell? Crackle. It's on. By the way, that is a real streaming service. Okay. It offers only movies that uh, the worst part of me when I was 13 would watch. Um, <laughs> so It has a lot of sequels to wild things, guys. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no wonder. I, I mean, how have I never heard of this? Because, like, and it's like a, a free or like mostly free service. So, like, every once in a while, I'll be like, maybe there'll be something on Crackle. I'm like, no, there is not. This, um, the name nothing. of the service now makes sense. I'm, and the slogan, I, I feel like what they're trying to do is like, cool, I, Vin Diesel action style, it's on. But what it really feels like is Crackle, it's on. <laughs> I mean, you might as well watch it. Yeah, it's I on. mean, 
<laughs> We're not going to force you, but I mean, it's on. <laughs> All right. So let's take off with the Sunnydale stacks and voyage into objects in space. voyaging into an object in space we are zooming through serenity's pipes Mm -hmm. a lot of interesting camera stuff going on in this episode um they also pan up well they pan like down through the walls of serenity and through the hull and then pan up through the Mm -hmm. hull into space yeah and i think that's really cool Mm mm-hmm um, their budget was much bigger for this episode. Yeah, it feels like, oh, I can do this since it's the last episode. Let's burn off that cash. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, you guys, we have this much money left. Let's use all of it. Uh, but if you ever listen to the the uh, Joss Whedon commentary, there's a lot of very like artistic reasons for a lot of those shots. Yes. There's the the bouncy ball at the end mirrors the planet at the beginning. Okay, I'm yeah. going to be honest. So I did listen to the commentary, but I did mm-hmm. read... Yeah. All this stuff, a, a lot of it went over my head. This is some existential stuff that yeah. is pretty heavy. Yeah, like in the commentary, uh, th- there's an extended riff on uh, uh, the uh, story Nausea, which is uh, one of the founding existentialist texts. So, like, if you want to get deep, you can with the the imagery <laughs> uh, and the philosophy the, was not my major. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My major was partying <laughs> no. over at the keg house. No, um, it was not. <laughs> it was not. Uh, yeah, it was if totally. I, if I know anything about you, it I was, was not. <laughs> chugging all the bros, brewskis, bro, Brit broski, and then we uh, wore lampshades on our heads. But uh, yeah, there's very in- intense ways to to analyze it. But the the more like simple way I like to read it is that River kind of is the ball. At, she starts off kind of separate from everyone. Uh, she's outside looking in, but can like see everything in the ship. But then at the end, she's the the ball being the actual ball, not the planet. Uh, and that she's part of the 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 crew in the ship and mm. and more in, in in the the loving bosom of of serenity uh as well, opposed to separate but aware of it well and even in broader terms there's the theme of objects having meaning yes and that ties into river becoming mm-hmm. serenity yeah. and like people having meaning versus mm-hmm. just it's just a thing and is something something unless you ascribe meaning to it mm-hmm. and this comes up in a lot of the dialogue either from river or from early yeah. well and that and that's kind of like the 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 founding idea of this episode uh is is using those two characters to contrast and basically making it a a very easy uh decision for the crew to embrace river seeing that yeah she's kind of outside of their usual way of thinking she relates to the world in a very different way than them but just seeing that the the version of her that isn't loving and kind but instead cruel and selfish that they really grow to understand her more yeah um and it doesn't you know hurt that she very much saves all of their lives sure um, but see- seeing the what what could be the very bad side of that yeah. makes you appreciate the very good mm-hmm. side of what she is it's like yeah you, it's concerning that river might pick up a gun and not seem to acknowledge that it is a loaded gun 
Uh, but she has no malice and she does understand the world in a very deep way, even if she can't always express it to those around her. And does express mm-hmm. care yes. for their well-being mm-hmm. and the wish to see them safe. Yeah. So Simon is talking to Kaylee about some university prank. And this relationship has progressed. It's unclear to what degree when you mm-hmm. s- compare this scene to one that happens later. Yeah. Where this one, she kind of implies that she's seen him naked. Mm. Um, where he's just like, I was totally naked. She's like, hmm, yeah, I wonder what that must be like. I'm like, so you have seen him naked. Mm. But later on, it really seems like, no, they have not made happy times yeah. yet. One well, just like the the way they're positioned in the opening scene is like, that's a very like very intimate Close. yeah you're 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 you have your legs on someone else he's massaging her f- yeah. bare feet if we learn anything from pulp fiction uh so that is a very intimate act <laughs> and that's another thing an interesting thing that um i've heard that people say that similar to tarantino that people have accused joss whedon of having a thing for feet mm-hmm. And they use River constantly being barefoot as an example of that. But he has said in this episode, the reason she's mm-hmm. barefoot and the reason he focuses on her feet yeah. is because you're that whole existentialism thing. Mm-hmm. You're separating the person by only focusing on their feet. You're treating them as an object as mm-hmm. opposed to a whole person. Yeah. And I think also there's different points where it, it shows how connected River is to the physical world. And it's in a very different way. Like she's barefoot and like touching things, very feeling them mm-hmm. as opposed to early who um, can see everything in, in a similar way, but is almost entirely in the spacesuit the entire time. Yes. Even when he's indoors, he still yeah. has like this, this covering his hands, his feet are all very separate from everything. And he doesn't it, embrace that uh, the world in the same way, even though in some ways they see it similarly. Mm hmm. River sees Simon and River starts to see people on the ship mm-hmm. saying things that they're not saying real in real life, at least not yet. Mm-hmm. So the question is, is this um, things they have said, things they will say, or things that they're really feeling deep inside, yeah. or is this just River's paranoid subconscious? I, I think it's probably a mixture of all of that. Completely agree. And yeah, and I, I feel like that's that's what, what really is, is so sad about the state that River's mind is in is that, yeah, she kind of has cool superpowers. But with that, like her view of the world is never stable. Um, yes. And, yeah. the, you know, in the early episode, I complained that when they said that, like, oh, they manifested her having schizophrenia. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, that's inaccurate. This is, you know, hearing voices mm-hmm. that are um, the manifestations of your paranoia. And to you, it seems a thousand percent real. Mm-hmm. But this person did not actually yeah. say it. This is actually a symptom of um, schizophrenia. Yeah. So th- in this scene, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I do see that part yeah. of it. And, it. and it's also, I think, it, it's frustrating because some of it might might be legitimate, like straight up hallucinations. But because we do know that she does have some psychic abilities, some part of it probably is real. And to differentiate mm-hmm. the two is, is as we – because we see from her point of view, almost impossible. Right. So in this moment, uh, Simon says, I would, you know, be there right now, referring to university, mm-hmm. which he will say later on. So this is a true thing. And then she walks into a room with uh, Jane and Shepard Book, and they're mm-hmm. talking about celibacy. 
and again, you know, Jane says, uh, I got stupid. The money was too good, which is something he has said. That's a a real thing. Um, and then book says, I don't give half a hump if you're innocent or not. So where does that put you? Mm. Which people have theorized is something he, you, he did say back in his criminal days before he got on the ship. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, uh, again, another parallel with early, he is, is very much, and it, you could theorize whether it's because he actually knew him, but he, he clocks right away like, that's not a shepherd. Yeah. And they, they're the two characters who I think most easily have seen that of anyone in, in, in this series. Absolutely. And then she knows what's happening in Zoe and Wash's bunk without seeing them. They are getting it on. We Ew, hear sounds of rushing water. Sense. And then River comes across Inara and Mal talking about Inara leaving. Aww. She has not told the crew yet. And Mal is not happy about keeping that secret. Oh. So then River steps on a stick in the cargo bay. Mm-hmm. And she picks it up. And then we snap to actual yeah. reality. And she's holding a gun. My only question, because I, I totally get that that she's seeing things differently and seeing this as an object other than that. But... Does she actually pick it up where she picks up the stick? And if so, who the fuck who left the their f- loaded gun on the floor? I mean, Jane. Probably. I know later on he's like, I would never leave a loaded. Yes, you would because you're dumb. It was Jane. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, yeah, I always yeah. assume that Jane left his gun out. He was uh, too, too busy uh, going to his room, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So Mal succeeds in disarming her. They're very upset, obviously, at the idea that she would shoot any of them without without Mal intent. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not like she is, Mal intent. Yeah, right. And it's not like she's angry at any of them and wants to cause them harm. But no. it's even scarier the idea that like because she doesn't know what's going on, she's yeah. more of a threat mm-hmm. because morals and logic doesn't come into it. She could shoot any of them at any time. Um, and Mal brings up to Simon that it's even scarier because like, what if she shoots you and you're our doctor? We're all alone out here. Editing joke. <laughs> Smash cut two. There's a ship outside. That's uh, really showing the influence here because it looks a-, a good deal to me like Slave One. Boba Fett ship. A thousand percent. Yeah. Yes. But also interesting to me that it looks like a bug mm-hmm. where Firefly obviously looks like a firefly. And this one looks like a wasp. Mm, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 1000%. Yeah. Which uh, apparently this episode or Jubal came mm-hmm. to be because Tim Minear mm-hmm. said something to Joss Whedon about uh, Boba Fett. And Joss Whedon was like, yeah, I can do that. Uh, according to the commentary, he actually said it as uh, Boba Fett. And then that became a joke of Bobby Fett. Um, <laughs> is the character's name now Bobby Fett? Um, but uh, yeah. And uh, I'll say it again. Uh, Boba Fett, great character design in the Star Wars films. Terrible character. Okay, moving on. <laughs> He's a delivery boy. He's Fry from Futurama so this with is, a cool helmet. So this is Jubal Early. He is a bounty hunter, like Boba Fett, looking mm-hmm. for Simon and River. But he actually does something. Okay. <laughs> so the crew is discussing what to do about River and Kaylee chooses this moment to tell them about River shooting the guys from War Stories. Mm-hmm. She's just trying to explain to them, like, how crazy this was. That, like, she did this with her eyes closed. No. And she says, no one can shoot like that that's a person. Ooh. Oh, you know how Simon kept, like, 
putting his foot in his mouth mm. and getting yeah. himself in trouble all the time as reverse manager. There was a weird shot in front of that of like, yeah, you misspoke for once, Kaylee. Yeah, you feel what it's like to just maybe not be super eloquent. <laughs> so River's listening to this, sadly. Mm-hmm. I feel all the things for her. Mm. Anyone who's ever like, overheard someone talking shit about you that you're also like, it just looks like an uncomfortable position to be standing on that railing really awesome this episode yeah. how much they embrace the fact that she was a dancer and mm-hmm. you can totally see it oh, in yeah. like every single time she moves and yeah. like you're just like and you do that as if like it is mm-hmm. the most graceful thing any yeah. ballerina could do but yeah she's like basically doing the splits in the rafters here mm-hmm just with her head cocked, even though just the way her head is cocked is a very dancer, oh, yeah. graceful thing. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting to, to um, look at. And it's it's not only beautiful, mm-hmm. but also a little offsetting yeah. because it's it's just not mm-hmm. the usual, yeah. which um, is, I think, a great choice for River. And again, there's another mirror because Early is doing it from the other side outside of the ship. Yes. So then Mal says, we've got someone on board. This ship might be a danger to us editing joke <laughs> smash cut two. hi early oh <laughs> so the elephant in the room is uh that river knows things mm-hmm. she can't it's yeah. something they all know but they haven't actually discussed before mm-hmm. she's psychic but wait that sounds like something out of science fiction you live in a spaceship dear i love that line yeah. Well, because it also, I think it's such a great, it, it shows both of their characters so well of like, Zoe's incredibly practical and Wash is, is very in the moment so that he can't look, and it's not, it's not like a selfish thing. He just like, he, he doesn't see that this isn't just normal life, that everyone just lives on a spaceship. That like, or they, just takes it for granted. Yeah. Like, what do you, what? Yeah, that's how, how life is. It's the same thing of why he gets freaked out when somebody just shows up on the ship. And I forget which episode, but it's like, how, how did she get here? I think it was trash. Like, yeah. Trash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't remember pulling over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Simon and Kaylee talk. And I kind of like the fact that, you know, Kaylee's like, don't be mad. And to mm-hmm. Simon's credit, he's not. He understands. Mm-hmm. He's like, I get it. This is a hard moment where he yeah. admits to her, like, yeah, I loved being a doctor and mm-hmm. I would still be a doctor if it weren't for River. Yeah. And that, you know, that's sad for him. And she tries to goad him mm-hmm. into paying her a compliment where she's just like, isn't there any reason you'd like to stay? Mm-hmm. It's like, sweet, sweetie, play, play a little hard to get. Like, it's, <laughs> I mean. I mean, but with, with, with Simon. You got to hit him over the head you need, you need an air traffic controller f- being like, frying pan over the head you need, you need to basically like a slide into her bed and just push him down Whoa! so they almost kiss and this is a weird moment because up until yeah. now given where this episode started i was like oh they totally banging now yeah. cool i just like the idea mm-hmm. that like their relationship progressed in between episodes and now they are bang buddies yeah. awesome and then you have this scene where it's like all this tension and we're like, will they or won't they kiss? And you're like, what? I thought you've seen him naked. Why are we making a big deal over you kissing? But they don't kiss. It's <laughs> like, they like don't hookers. kiss. It's her one rule. <laughs> no, it's his. It's his. Oh, gross. <laughs> I don't kiss and I keep the vest on. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Gross. I went to a weird visual place. <laughs> no, 
nobody wants that. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, weird, weird thing. I don't understand where they are at. Well, I, I mean, I do kind of like it because that is, that is a thing that can happen though of like when, when two people clearly have affection for each other, but for whatever, usually dumb reasons, they, they haven't made it like we're going to be in a romantic relationship that you can like develop intimacy without actually being a couple mm-hmm. and kind of do it a little backwards. So I, I like okay. that they that yeah. they do that. That they that show maybe that, they yeah. have been physical, but not necessarily romantically intimate. Like like even just like again going back to like them on the couch couch like they they've gotten like comfortable enough with each other to do that, but they haven't admitted verbally or in in the more direct ways physically that they're into each other. Maybe it's my own hangups. I feel like the idea of like asking someone to touch your feet mm-hmm. is like then that's a, that comes after. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of in the same same boat. Um, <laughs> that I yeah I can't I can't imagine feeling comfortable giving somebody a foot massage that I haven't at least kissed. <laughs> like it's, that's not a friend thing. No, touch my feet. <laughs> Especially if you're not asking for it. So it's like. <laughs> Relax, Joss Whedon. <laughs> Everyone, that was my Joss Whedon impression. It's, it's like the Gerarg. There you go. There you go. So early enters the ship, and like this, he immediately runs into Mal. <laughs> this is such a great yeah. moment, and I rewatched it several times because I'm trying to figure out. Like, it's not like Mal does a double take where he's mm. like walking along with his head down and then like runs into early double takes and then punches him. Like it's, it's like he walks right up to him. Like he saw him coming down the hallway and walks right up to him. Like, what are you doing to my shit? And then throws a punch. I just, it's a really interesting encounter. Well, And I, the thing I like about it is that it says so much about like early presence on the ship that it's at once like foreign, but he's like way too comfortable there as well. Sure. I feel like that's part of it where it's not like, um, let me be so super sneaky. Nobody will notice me. And it's not, I'm clunking around. It's kind of like, I'm I'm gliding through this space in such a way that it's almost like, oh, dude, you're a person that's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that. And the, the, I thought it was a, a nice little fight. Yeah. So they they fight. Um, he does knock Mal out because mm-hmm. Mal's superpower is getting injured, <laughs> and then locks everyone in their quarters except Kaylee. And his voice. Yeah. His voice. Mm-hmm. It's such a unique voice where yeah. he, it is, at the same time really soothing Mm -hmm. and deep and just kind of like silky Mm -hmm. and at the same time creepy as fuck and i don't know if that's because the shit he's saying is creepy as fuck so when you say it with a really soothing voice you're like wow that's creepy as fuck so so maybe now would be a good time uh to take a little trip the universe may be infinite but hollywood is not let's see what else this actor has been in this is across the verse Uh, so this is Richard Brooks. Uh, and to bring up the uh, commentary again, uh, Joss Whedon said he was excited to hear that this actor was auditioning for the role, which is, seems like like could have just offered it to him then. Yeah, um, it's kind of fun to think of Joss Whedon geeking out. I was like, oh, I like that guy. So personal note here. When I first saw this, I very much remembered who this guy was because okay. uh, I was a 
way too into a series that if I if I watched now probably wouldn't be that good. Uh, I think it was a USA network, maybe it was sci-fi. No, it was sci-fi. Um, GVE or Good versus Evil. Never heard of it. Exact. No one has. <laughs> um, it it, it For starred once. I'm in the norm. Yeah, it starred Richard Brooks and the love interest from just one of the guys. Exactly. Also not that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So uh, the basic premise from what I remember of GVE uh, was both Richard Brooks and he was from the seventies and the, the uh, guy from just one of the guys who was from present day uh, were people who I think had sold their souls to the devil, but then as a way to not go to hell, they became agents for this agency that tried to get other people to go back on their deals with devils. And I think they may have also felt fought demons. It was a weird show. I'm sorry. I fell asleep. We're talking about negotiations and what? Yeah. It was like part cop show, part very bad version of, of Buffy um, with like a weird sense of humor, but I was real into it when I was like 12. So I was super excited to see Richard Brooks in Firefly because I remember that guy as Henry McNeil uh, from GVE. Um, some other roles that people may have actually heard of. <laughs> um, uh, recently, he's been on The Good Wife as Ace Barnstone, which, I mean, that that name is the only name that's done name. does justice to uh, his voice. Uh, he was in uh, the cult uh, sci-fi kind of horror uh, kind of cop thing. I guess that's kind of his his deal. Uh, the Hidden as Sanchez played preacher in Off Limits. I almost flipped those. Uh, <laughs> Off Limits is not a name, guys. Uh, he was Rhino in Shocker. Um, uh, I, I like this also one. could flip that. It yeah. would be the same to me. Uh, I like. I just like this this character name, Babe Brother, not Baby Babe Brother, into Sleep with Anger. Uh, Mr. Sophistication, uh, he, he played Floyd Cash in a show Brimstone, which I, I looked this up, has almost the same premise as GVE. This is his bread and butter. This is an actual character name. Hasdrubal Scarus. Gesundheit. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, uh, last one, Teen Wolf. He played Lemonade. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm picturing the Beyonce... Uh, video lemonade. Yeah, but with Richard Brooks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think we all were. <laughs> okay. So that's Richard Brooks, everybody. <laughs> so he runs into uh, Kaylee, uh, and he he just has an interesting way of talking where mm-hmm. he has no transitions. He yeah. just moves from one subject mm-hmm. to the other, which yeah. is very jarring and off-putting, mm-hmm. um, and it's a hundred percent obviously on purpose to yeah. like. Not, I think that's just the way the character talks, but I think mm-hmm. he, the character was written that way yeah. in that he it, to throw off whoever you're talking to. Yeah. So he transitions right from talking about Serenity's engine to saying, Kaylee, you ever been raped? Yeah, it gets gets real intense real quick. It is terrifying. Yeah. And I, I mean, like, God, you feel so much yeah. for her. And then one thing that even compounds it more is like right before that, it's already a creepy line, but then when he goes to that, it gets super creepy. He has a response, or he, he, he says, uh, maybe I've always been here. And it seems like he might actually believe he's always yeah. been there. So then, like, if you're thinking this guy has always been here, and he's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, he's terrifying as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the moment where, like, 
if it weren't for this kind of thing, mm-hmm. I might be like, this is an awesome villain where he's yeah. so cool and interesting to watch. But it's this interaction with Kaylee that mm-hmm. makes me be like, I hope I never see him again. Yeah. Not because like he's not real well written because mm-hmm. he's too scary for me. Yeah. This moment is too, the way he nonchalantly talks about raping her. And mm-hmm. even if he's, he says like, not for my own pleasure, but yeah. I'll do it. That is. Yeah. terrifying in a such a like soci- sociopath way that like please don't ever bring him back on mm-hmm. television i'll have nightmares <laughs> yeah and i i think that it it is, it is a touchy thing because that is a very intense subject matter but i think it is in defense of it it is a way to as you said make, make him not cool of course yeah yeah I'm, I'm like not complaining yeah, about it no, like if, yeah. if you're obviously they yeah. set out to make a truly terrifying villain yeah. and they did a good job because yeah. If you were just had someone who's has questionable um, behavior towards women, hey, guess what? Mal has, or no, I'm yeah. sorry. Hey, guess what? Jane has that. Like, yeah. it, I, whatever. And even, even Mal with Anara, like, he, he sometimes, like, gets, like, re- real shitty about how he insults or, or, her. What, fucking Rance. Was with the guy from Heart of Gold? Sydney oh, Rance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rance. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that asshole. Yeah. He's also, like, a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But the way that early is so matter of fact and mm-hmm. emotionless about this super emotional awful thing yeah. it just puts him over the edge of like nope he is worse than anyone we've seen except for the reavers maybe yeah. like yeah. <laughs> and yeah because because otherwise you could totally fall into the trap of uh oh well he's he's a bad guy but like he's so cool that maybe one day he'll join the team and he'll no. reform and nope. he'll be it's like no no this guy is a straight up sociopath he is bad news throw him out into space yeah we let like we will not feel bad if we see him die let's do it and kaylee oh my god jewel state here yeah. gives just such an amazing performance mm-hmm. and her fear is just so palpable the way that he makes her say there's nobody can help me. And just the perfectly timed tear that mm. drops down her cheek as she trembles and yeah. says this. Oh, my God. Um, there's a story behind that th- this scene that um, they they did it like twice. And then Jess uh, came up, up to her and said, okay, um, what you did was great. This time, don't hold anything back. Just just go as go farther than you think you can. Um, as far as like making it big, like go as big as you like, go too far, go too big yeah. on it. Like ma- make it too obvious. And he said, we used entirely the third take mm. like her, her like going too far. was just still so honest as to like work. Right. Um, Cause this, I mean, this yeah. isn't, this isn't a subtle moment. No. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's fantastic performance. So he ties her up. And then we see Book, and he swings into the room, knocking mm-hmm. out Book. Now yeah. I heard, I read that like the theory is that he takes out Book yeah. the way that you would take out a trained fighter. The way I read it phrased mm-hmm. is that he takes out Book the same way he took out Mail. No, no, no. He takes out Book with one hit. Yeah. But interesting, the idea mm-hmm. that he, if he saw Book as an actual threat. Yeah. Um, versus someone like Simon or Kate mm-hmm. Lee or yeah yeah it, it, he's very methodical in that he finds the way that that he knows is the best way to handle each threat mm-hmm. um, and it's it's ruthless how efficient he is yes so he wakes up Simon uh, who finds River gone 
and he drops down from the ceiling, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Yeah. Also very River-esque if we're talking yeah. about mirror images of mm-hmm. each other. Using the structure not as it's intended to be. Yes. As just an object in space, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> and very just um, mm-hmm. ballerina-esque. Yeah. And wow, how Simon has grown. Oh, like from the hey. no, 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 no. I mean, no. we're seeing uh, some serious growth in those abs. Am I right? I'm not complaining about his shirt off. <laughs> um, but I just mean like going from like a sniveling little wuss mm-hmm. to I mean, he actually tries to fight early. Yeah. He doesn't succeed. No, but he of course he doesn't. No, of course not. But he puts up a good fight. Yeah. Like he's doesn't. He's not cowering in the corner. And he even, you know, when Early tells him to sit down, he goes, I'd rather die standing. Like, mm. in this moment, you're like, okay, all right. He grew a backbone. <laughs> yep. I'm liking Simon and here. you can see it with that shirt on. Mm, <laughs> look not, at that backbone. Not bad. It's not bad. And I love this interaction that uh, Simon asks him, are you a lion? <laughs> <laughs> and he mishears it and says, am I a lion? I don't know. Never really thought of that question. I guess I should say I have a mighty roar. And the confusion on Simon's face, he goes, I said, are you a lion? <laughs> and I just love, this is just a Jaws thing of yeah. writing this like very mundane mm-hmm. misunderstanding yeah. into this super tense scene. Well, and it also like, and it even does a good thing of, of showing early is kind of taking the world as he takes things as they come in a way where it's like, he, he doesn't just laugh like, am I a lion, you dumb kid? He's like, am I a lion? Let me consider that. That's a thing that's in my field of uh, thought now. Mm, I haven't thought about that. Like, he, he takes it seriously yeah. in a way that uh, is very true to that character. Abstract yeah. thinking mm-hmm. yeah. that River does. Yeah. And this great interaction of like, you're a bounty hunter. No, I'm a bounty hunter. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a real fucking psycho, guys. <laughs> He's really a fucking psycho. He, he says, like, you have to help me find your sister. And, you know, mm-hmm. Simon, of course, is like, fuck no. Yeah. He says, or I'll rape Kaylee. Ah, yeah. And this this might give you an opportunity to, you know, catch me off guard. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, as you said, like, yeah. early knows how mm-hmm. to, you know, convince every individual yeah. person. And he said all the magic words. Yeah. You, using both the the emotional connections that he's been able to clock that Simon has, but also the fact that he is clearly like a man of science. He's a doctor. So mm-hmm. I'll put this in like, these are your options. Mm-hmm. This is the option that might bring you success. This option will not. Yeah. And, and th- those options involve horrible monstrous things, but sure. Better the chance of success or the yeah. definite of not. Yeah. Yeah. His interaction with Anara is interesting where he straight up smacks her. Yeah. And he doesn't treat anyone else that way. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this is the first hint you get at what what later River is able to like to exploit is the his hidden underlying thing that he's not just. You this know, isn't just business. It's not just I'm I'm a I'm a businessman with uh, no morals. It's like there's something else underneath there that that led you to this job uh, choice. Yes. So then he just gives up. He resorts to just shouting for River, which wakes everyone up. Mm-hmm. So River comes on over the intercom. She says, River is not on the ship. River is the ship. And I do like, and I'm, I'm glad they mentioned this on the commentary, the idea that this is early enough in a series that it totally could have been some weird totally thing where she like became been. the ship. I think it the first time I saw this until she's just like, until he's like, wait a minute, you're not the ship. Yeah. I fell for it. I was like, yeah. okay, this is a thing that happened. All now. right. Science fiction. Yeah. Got it. She's psychic and then she's a ship. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. This is why the show is called uh, Firefly, named after the ship, because that's now she's the main character. Yeah. So River then uh, talks to... <laughs> I'm just now imagining like like a cartoon like eye and mouth on the front of, of Serenity for the rest of this. <laughs> like, hey guys, let's go over there! She and Wash fight a lot. Uh, Get your hands off my controls. I It's not cheating. She's the ship! <laughs> uh, Careful how you touch my buttons. Uh, I, I swear, though. So River says to Kaylee, cut yourself loose. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is interesting how Kaylee had the ability to do this yeah. at any time, but she needed one, I think, a push to do so. Mm-hmm. And two, like Jubal had told her, if you cause any trouble, yeah. I will rape you. So it's just like, I'll I'll stay put and be quiet. Yeah. I, I don't want that. So she sneaks out and unlocks the crew quarters. And then River is contacting each mm-hmm. of the crew members. She has a plan. Interesting how she doesn't even try for Jane. No. Yeah. <laughs> She's fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, she brings up Jubal's past to just fuck with him. Mm-hmm. Says his mom knew he was bad from the start. Yeah. He's rotten. That it's it, Like you said, it's yeah. this isn't just a job. He mm-hmm. is actually a bad dude mm-hmm. deep down. And you cut to him freaking out and this is like the inner early while like his facade is super Mm -hmm. calm and business-like inside he is freaking out yeah and you can see like where where his kind of psyche his his internal structure what he he's kind of built his his mind from it's very clear that he has issues with women specifically from this horrible relationship yeah. he had with his mother and then that kind of spread into general kind of rage and violence and then he his way of of focusing that was to become uh, like a murder guy and that that was his not very healthy but productive way of dealing with it and you, you can see all this like very quickly and i just love it's very efficiently told. Yes. Um, which is, is really cool. And in a way that isn't just like exposition, exposition, yeah. exposition. It's super interesting. Yeah. So he r- realizes now that River is not the ship. River is on his ship. Oh, the car's coming from inside the spaceship. Um, and now he's freaked out before he's like, mm-hmm. what's going on? Tell me where you are. Yeah. And now when she's like, I'm on your ship, he's like, okay, let's be calm <laughs> and get out of my ship. <laughs> And, but she tells him, I'm I'm going with you. Mm-hmm. She says, I'm dangerous too, so I will go with you because the people on the ship don't want me here. Mm. You could say this is all entirely part of the plan, but it feels so sad for her to say it. Yeah, I, that's interesting. I don't know if it is. Yeah. It feels very honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, the plan doesn't work if she doesn't lure him out there yeah. with this thing so yeah i wonder if it, if it's more the kind of thing of part of her does just want to give up but she uses that fact to make it seem convincing to yeah both things can be true yeah yeah it can be two things <laughs> so simon chooses this moment to tackle early uh early shoots him and this is a great commercial break because mm-hmm. early shoots yeah. him he's bent over and you're like oh they shot him right in the gut oh and it's a bad place to get shot and we, it, this was foreshadowed earlier that mm-hmm. the, you know, Mal said, like, what happens if you get shot? You're the doctor. Uh-oh. But then we get a commercial break. When we come back, we see he's just been shot in the leg. No. Still a bad injury. Yeah. I'm sure that still smarts like the Dickens, but mm-hmm. he's not dead yet. And I do like that going back to what he said about shouldn't a doctor get shot? To, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was great. Mm-hmm. Jane wakes up just in time <laughs> to pull a blanket over himself. I, I love this because, like, 
there's definitely a version of this episode where Jane plays a very important part, but it's, it's just, you know, it's India and Jones taking the gun out and shooting the guy with the sword. Like, yeah, there could have been a cool fight, but I love the joke so much more. Yeah. This, I mean, and again, like river chose not to wake him up mm-hmm. because why would you? Yeah. And just, no, I, mm. there's just as much chance that Jill will be like, I'll split you in for half and be like, okay. Yeah. Uh, so again, Simon being awesome, even with his leg shot, Simon tackles early. He mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah. He's not winning. No. But damn, is he trying anyways. He, he doesn't have injury powers like Mal. He so doesn't. doesn't work. He's still going for it. Uh, the early tries to get to his ship, but Mal is there. <laughs> surprises early and tosses him out into the void of space. Mm-hmm. And he will be there forever. Yeah. And ever. Well, there is that that very, you know, existential quality to him that even though it doesn't logically make sense, there is, especially with his, his final words, where it just feels like and he'll he'll just be there forever, just thinking to himself and talking to himself. And he'll just be a part of the universe floating in space. Yeah, you realize practically that like, oh, yeah, he'll run out of oxygen yeah. first mm-hmm. before he starves or yeah. dehydrates or whatever. But yeah, you like to think of him as out just out there for fucking ever. Well, here I am. <laughs> So life on Serenity continues. Uh, Zoe is stitching up Simon. Uh, Wash being funny. I'm, mm. I'm ready to mop your brow. <laughs> Mighty brow mop. Mm. Mal and Inara have lots of sexual tension. Mm-hmm. He goes to touch her lip from the smack uh. and she pulls away. This upsets me. Just fucking kiss already. Uh, Book and Jane are back to working out. I I love the line, all those years of preacher training taken out by one lousy bounty hunter. That's so good. I love these two's friendship. Yeah. Just the yeah. we're just broing out. Yeah. And it also feels like, and granted, yeah, there's there's book backstory that means they're probably closer in who they are than than the immediate surface level. But on the surface level, like kindly old preacher and Biggest asshole on the ship, hanging out. It's just, it's just like an animal friendship. Just lifting weights. Just like a mouse and a dog being friends. <laughs> and River and Kaylee are playing jacks. And we have this moment where she focuses on the bouncy ball. Mm-hmm. The object in space. So what do you think of this one? Uh, I think it's great. I don't want to spoil anything, but one of the, the better episodes of the series to me, I think it's, um, it's simple again, does what the show I think does best and just has like great characterization and character moments throughout super intense, scary villain. that feels like a real threat and also different from things we've seen before on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, it comes together really, really well. It's structured beautifully. Yeah. I, th- I think it advances a bunch of the characters. Like, you know, we we get some, finally, somebody mentions the fact that River's a psychic. Mm-hmm. Um, it advances some of the um, relationships. I've read that Joss Whedon considered, at the time, whatever interview he gave, he said mm-hmm. this was the best thing he's ever written. Yeah. I disagree with that. Mm, yeah. I don't think it's the best thing he's ever written. It's very good. Yeah. Um, but it's not that... I think the reason this one never sticks out to me in memory mm. is that, like, if this were just an episode in the first season, it'd be fantastic. Yeah. But the fact that this is the season finale kind of makes it a bummer for me that I'm like, yeah. it's great. It's not a great season finale. It, it is. Is that something? Because you can't blame the episode. The episode didn't didn't make that it wasn't happen. intended to be the season no. finale um but it, it does it does like the series finale yeah doesn't work that well for it i mean there is a, a kind of funniness to the last part of 
the last episode is somebody floating around in space saying, well, here I am. Um, that's kind of funny, but it's not super satisfying. It's yeah. not, you know, Dexter is a lumberjack now. I'm not even going to say spoiler alert because if you didn't know that, I saved you the last five seasons of Dexter. Um, <laughs> it's not we're all slayers. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah. There's there's like it's it's definitely somewhere in between. It's not the worst. It's not one of the best. It's, you know, there and it's a good episode. But yeah, that that is true. It's not a great series finale. <laughs> Now it's time to celebrate some thrilling heroics with this week's Big Damn Hero of the Week. I mean, it's gotta be River. Oh, really? Yeah, she completely saves the day. I'm gonna go for Simon. I mean, he tries, but... He tries, but like, at great sacrifice to Mm -hmm. himself, where he tries often to take down early, and like, he fails... But like gets hurt in the process, mm-hmm. and even the way he's like, "I'm gonna stick around and like coach you through," you know, mm-hmm. taking a bullet out of my leg, even though I've been shot. Well, I mean, he also has a vested interest in not having a bullet in his leg. Sure, but I, you know, I'm going with Simon. He, yeah, he. So I feel it like I'm. Way. I'm. We're, we switched places from a couple of us to go. Uh, well, more than a couple. Um, with uh, out of gas because like, yeah, maybe he he does more things to try to be heroic but like river really like saves day and i feel like she was totally willing if it had to come to her going with with early i i feel like she would have done that if the plan had failed mm-hmm. i feel like she would have sacrificed herself and uh because you know what she could have just taken that ship and gone well so then i, I also have a runner-up mm-hmm. in kaylee in that like when you're talking about someone who is not a fighter and who was terrified Mm -hmm. for herself and her own personal safety she still like cut herself out of those binds Mm -hmm. and like you can see her in the background Mm -hmm. sneaking behind early to um unlock the crew quarters even though like dude if he sees Mm -hmm. you he has said he will rape you yeah but she's still doing it, which mm-hmm. I think is just amazing. Yeah. I don't think I'd be that brave. But also, who who is the one that helped her find the confidence to do that? It was River. All right, before we get to our season yearbook awards and Aww. wrap up, I think it's time we take a break and hear from our sponsor. New from the makers of the original Bachelor Shackles, patented Slayer Shackles, Bachelor Bonds, and the oppressive male shackles comes brand new Space Shackles. Billy Mays here. Has this ever happened to you? You've just left your tiny spaceship to infiltrate a larger vessel. You have trapped or incapacitated most of the crew members on board. Then, just when you think everything is going great, there's some kind of a weird space chick causing you all sorts of extra trouble. You need to lock her down, but you don't have anything to do it with. So what are you going to use? Some ripped up wires out of the wall? No! You'll need space shackles. Forged from a secret alliance approved alloy at a specially allocated plant on Anvil in the Himmenborg system, these are guaranteed to last. Not only are they strong enough to keep down even the nastiest of reavers, but they offer superior comfort. Our specially enhanced inner lining leave your hands and feet as comfortable as if you spent the day at a Bellerophon spa. 
you won't see a mark from our brand new space shackles or your money back. If you don't believe me, Billy Mays here. Then why not listen to a testimonial from a steam psychopath early as delivered by our announcer. By the way, her name is Cherise. Not that you ever asked. Who does he think he is, this Evan? Strutting around, not bothering with my name, and probably forgetting yours. Wait, who's Evan? Evan. You said her name is Cherise, not that you, Evan, asked. I, I said not that you ever asked. Oh. That's weird. Mr. Early writes, Have you ever felt you should be doing something else? Not in an overarching life trajectory, but another task, in the moment, physically. The cold relief your hands feel to be on a tool or instrument, maybe? Yes. The subtle calm of construction eases the chaotic, exponential possibility infused in idle hands. But what if that state of relaxed tension could only be maintained by the creation of a tool to restrict others to clamp their wrist in an iron inertia? Perhaps the only way to settle the nerves of those who make these superior space shackles is to create the restraints that will no doubt make others feel that infinite restriction. Now, does that seem fair to you? Well, uh, at twenty-two ninety-nine a pair, it does. Thanks, Sharice. I feel like a little bit. I stared at the abyss. The mist stares back at me a little bit there. Anyway, buy brand new space shackles. Space shackles are available for twenty-two ninety-nine plus space shipping and handling. These manacles also come with a limited ten-year warranty. And if you don't like your space shackles, send them back in thirty days free. Just pay space shipping and handling. Buy brand new space shackles. Warning not to be used in high-gravity atmospheres with underskin tendril torture devices. Use only as directed on scientifically modified psychic genius women. Now that we've been through all the episodes of Firefly, it's time to celebrate our Firefly yearbook awards who did you have for best dressed i had to go with keely really yes i feel like she is always wearing uh outfits that are adorable and practical for the most wearing like the same overalls in every episode yeah and they work (laughs) they do work if it ain't broke and here's the thing she also like accessorizes those okay and and wears different things with them uh, which is why I think she, she to me is the best dressed. She Although does I think, have the very pretty pink dress. Yes, she does have that. And I feel like the, the practical jumpsuits I, I appreciate as well. Finding a way to be pretty while, uh, wearing a jumpsuit in a dirty engine room, I feel like is, is something to be commended. Uh, I went with Anara. Fuck. Every, like every single time I watch Firefly and Anara comes on camera, I'm like, I gotta dress up more. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need better outfits. <laughs> I, I maybe. I maybe need a whole new closet. I feel like that's how most dudes feel when they watch a good James Bond movie. It's like, yeah, I just feel shame. I need to to wear a suit. Just shame. Just like, oh, I wore jeans today. I should have worn some sort of fancy kimono dress thing. Even when she's like got all her bits covered, like she's got Mm -hmm. long sleeves, she's wearing a long dress. I'm like, you still look amazing. Mm -hmm. So who did you have for worst dressed? Uh, This kind of a mirror the Kaylee thing, I put book because he's okay. always wearing the same thing. And frankly, as far as like preacher outfits go, <laughs> it's not great. I'm picturing you like accosting a preacher. <laughs> hey, 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 your outfit sucks. It is. Thing. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and keep doing your mass. 
So I recently went to my brother's wedding, uh, and the after the wedding, the the preacher came up and was talking to me. Well, I was just like this dude came up and was talking to me. I'm like, you're talking to me like I should know who the fuck you are. <laughs> I have never seen you before, and you did not introduce yourself. Yeah. And then someone else said something to him, and I realized like, oh, this was the pastor. Yeah. He just took off his robe. <laughs> Dude. So you, you'd be Lois Lane. It's like, oh, this <laughs> Superman. We've got to figure out who he is. Clark, come here. Wait, wait. are you not wearing glasses? Why do you, you look wait, really Mike, familiar? Mike, oh, wait, wait. Mike, Mike, take off your glasses. Where did Mike go? Who are you? Oh, hey, Mike, welcome back. It's a visual gag. Our listeners are good. You have to imagine Mike taking off his glasses. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, who did you have for biggest party animal? Uh, wait, did you give your worst dress? Whoops! <laughs> You're the biggest party animal. I'm, I'm so wasted. I'm not even going to tell you who my worst dress is. <laughs> for worst dress, I had the hands of blue men. Oh yeah, I just don't like it. I mean, their suits are fine. It's just that it's just that the it's gloves. the hand. Well, and the idea that in the comics that like that's their whole art, their whole body. That is, the, is, I hate it. That is so dumb. <laughs> it's, it's gross, and I hate it. And no, I, I don't accept it. No, like then that just feels like why? Why would you? You're just trying to make it scarier when it's not that scary, and also the visual is a big nope for me. Yeah, it's like yeah, if. If I were practically facing this in real life, I would be more scared if a, a shark had a laser on its head. <laughs> but if I'm watching it in a movie, that's not scary. <laughs> sure, yeah. If Jaws just like all of a sudden went pew, 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 when he popped out of the water, that's not scary. No. <laughs> so who did you have for biggest party animal? I uh, went with Mal mm-hmm. because he got so wasted one night, he ended up married. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. That's like biggest level yeah. drunk. I had Atherton Wing because he's literally acting like a territorial animal at a snarling. party. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who did you have for class clown? I mean, Wash. It's oh, gotta be. I had Jane. See, I feel like mo- he's just more a uh, genuine delinquent. <laughs> he's, he's the punchline instead of the jokester. <laughs> You're right. It probably it's Yeah, it should be Wash. You're right. Now, if we had a best hats category... <laughs> what, who did you have for best hats uh i actually had atherton wing um, <laughs> no jane i mean he just has so many <laughs> who did you have for most improved i will go with river because she too. went from being uh, a, a mute crazy lady in a box to one of the family I, I agree and like and saved the day yeah yeah and went from like barely able to stay awake or function or mm-hmm. create a sentence to like yeah. psychic superpowers. And when we get to the movies, you, yeah. super badass fighter. Yeah. Who did you have for most likely to be famous? I went uh, also with river because mm-hmm. she has superpowers in the world <laughs> where no one else does. Uh, but she has to keep them secret because she's on the run from the Alliance. I feel like it'll come out. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, because river is in hiding. I mm-hmm. went with Saffron. Oh, okay. Because she's either going to be an actress mm-hmm. or the wife of a major politician or celebrity. If reality TV becomes a thing in the in the Firefly verse, so oh, Saffron, no. yeah, Saffron Bridget. What's her other one? Uh, Yolanda. Yolanda. She does not look like a Yolanda. Who did you have for most likely to succeed? I put uh, Zoe because she seems to be the only person who doesn't go cuckoo bananas crazy at some point in some way. <laughs> She is just all around like organized and like, smart and I, physically fit and capable. Yeah. 
I, I'm not going to go like half cocked for like some silly, stupid reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I keep my shit together <laughs> she all, the does time. all the time. Uh, I had Simon because he's super educated and smart mm. and dedicated and passionate and turns out pretty fucking sneaky. I mean, he snuck his sister out of an alliance thing and, and like planned the aerial mm-hmm. heist. I think he's, yeah, he's going to. No. either a legitimate doctor success or like criminal mastermind one of the two what, what he could be is like the 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 best in the in the whole you know galaxy mob doctor yeah yes yeah. yeah who did you have for best couple i had to go with washington i mean obviously there's they're, no one else they're the only one that actually fucking kiss <laughs> and boy do they oh yeah um and also like you just gotta love their rel- i mean yeah. If you don't There's love their relationship, you're dead them. on the inside. Yeah. And who did you have for biggest tool of the patriarchy? Uh, well, this is uh, both a late and early entry. <laughs> it's early. Because it came late in the series. Yes, yes. His name uh, is early. I also had Rance. Mm, yeah. Because... Uh, fuck that dude yeah and i'm i mean like early is awful mm-hmm. i understand he threatened to rape kaylee um rance made a prostitute blow him mm-hmm. in the town square <laughs> to prove what a man he is yeah. he is the embodiment of the patriarchy and should go fuck himself i i guess i i took it the the most literally in that uh i feel like early granted he is also thwarted but is more competent so he's a he's a better tool Fair. of the patriarchy yeah also rance is dead now yeah. so early is just floating around <laughs> talking to himself he still is he's right there <laughs> we'd like to take this moment to remember those we lost in firefly season one i will remember you crow <laughs> don't care <laughs> Just straight up start with don't care. I wrote it. I wrote it. I should be able to say it. It's very sad. It's a sad moment. We're, we're so sad right now. Joe Bob breaks. Joe Bob, the reverse survivor. <laughs> Don't let your reaver turn you into another reaver. Tracy. Because I will actually be sad with that one. Rants. Do 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 fuck him. Nandy. Wait, which? Oh, Nandy. Yes, that one is is sad. I just always forget her name. <laughs> well, no run. We called her Dandy. We called her Dandy. <laughs> Don't let your name not be remembered because you actually pretty good character in your episode. I will remember you. So that is it for Firefly mm-hmm. period. Like I was going to say Firefly season one, but like I was yeah. all a Firefly. And obviously it continued with mm-hmm. the film, which we'll go over next time, as well as um, the fan push to bring the series back. But Mike, why, especially uh, looking at mm-hmm. the season as a whole, why do you think that the series was canceled and mm-hmm. why were fans so upset? 
from what I, I remember hearing, especially around the time, was that it was just too expensive to produce. And it didn't get enough ratings to justify the production, which I feel like was a sign of a really shitty time we were in TV. Because mm. it was like just as internet is kind of taking off as far as like not people watching you know netflix and chilling but having other forms of entertainment and also networks finding that oh we can make a lot of money real quick with reality shows that are the cheapest thing in the world to produce yeah that was like a whole period of time where that was the only thing and there was a time like uh up until about 2010 2011 where it felt like oh well we're just we're just gonna go full bore that way and maybe there'll be a couple shows on hbo that are decent uh, so I feel like it was uh, kind of a victim of timing, but I I do understand that there are a lot of times that a very expensive to produce sci-fi show that wasn't getting the biggest ratings wouldn't succeed. But I do feel like if it had come out five years later, especially if it had come out 10 years later, mm-hmm. it would be a huge success and would have had several seasons. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think it was mostly a victim of timing. I also think that, but I I do think that Fox needs to be burdened with a lot of blame Mm -hmm. and shame in that they fucked up the order in which they were aired. And a lot of people, yourself included, were, you know, confused and upset by the order in which events happened. And And it just, it didn't, it didn't pull me in because it felt, it, it felt cheaper than it was, especially if you had seen the first episode and like gotten the context for all those characters as well as the promos that you know pitched this as a goofy buddy comedy but like that's not what it is so if you tuned in for that you're going to be disappointed Mm -hmm. and if you're someone that maybe is not into buddy comedies but would have liked this sci-fi western well then you didn't tune in Mm -hmm. i do think that if it had been given more time the audience would have grown people would have found Mm -hmm found it word would have spread from the type for the type of people that would like a space Western. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the reason that fans are so upset is because it feels like it was never given a chance, you know? Yeah. And it it, it doesn't even feel like, Oh, this is a show that could have gotten there. Cause there are plenty of like one season shows where it was like, Oh, there's a lot of potential there for the show to get better. It's like, no, the show was already good. It was already there. Just no one knew to watch it. So many times I hear about shows that have been on for, 12 years Mm -hmm. you know 17 years and i'm like fucking buffy only got seven seasons and that piece of crap has been on for 12 years and how many crimes happen in the navy (laughs) oh no my dad loves that show so much (laughs) uh and then you think about this that only got only 11 episodes aired so i think that's the righteous indignation we all Mm -hmm. feel about like I mean, you didn't even give it a full season. Mm-hmm. And how many pieces of crap yeah. run for over a decade? Mm-hmm. Like there, there are regularly shows that I'll, I'll like, you know, be flipping or just like randomly see on like a guide somewhere on, on a TV and realize like, oh, that shitty sitcom is still on. Yeah, exactly. Like that, that's still around. So now that got, we've gotten through all 13 episodes... What element of the show do you think held up the least watching it through? This time, and I was never as into it as a lot of people were. I I kind of feel like a lot of the Asian influence of it felt mm. a lot more tacked on than it had in previous yeah. viewings to me. Because it was like, okay, so like definitely in like the production design, I, I like that they, they do a lot of that. But like even even like the Mandarin in the episodes was like that's 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 cute and fun but it like doesn't feel like it's doing as much as i think 
a lot of people celebrated for at the time. And that yeah. just might be a, a thing of like, that's how it feels in 2018. It, sure. it felt different, you know, in 2002. We're way more sensitive nowadays mm-hmm. to things like cultural appropriation, yeah. which makes us feel weird. I do yeah. still like the idea of, I mean, I think what they were trying to do that, mm-hmm. you know, so many things view uh, a future as being not even Eurocentric, but mm-hmm. American centric yeah. that like we end up dominating Spaceship USA. Yeah. We yeah. dominate not even the world, but the universe. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on. Like I saw one picture. This was so great. It was, um, someone screen cat. Uh, it was like a, a UK message board and they were showing an American version of the globe from our textbooks where we put North America in the center mm-hmm. And people from the UK are like, what the fuck? Because anywhere else yeah. in the world, it I mean, you don't put North America yeah. in the center and then split Asia in half. Yeah. Like you you put the Atlantic Ocean yeah. in the center. So that all the continents are all together. Yes. Yeah. But America has to be right dead in the center because it's us all the time. <laughs> so I like the idea that like in the future, like accepting that all the other mm. cultures are coming as we expand as the earth expands mm. into the universe other cultures are coming into it but yeah it yeah. didn't a hundred percent work and yeah. it kind of feels appropriation well and, the, and that's the thing that like again it's it's frustrating because it it feels also like maybe if they had gotten a chance to 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 grow they would have gotten some response from people like, hey, it's cool that you're like using Mandarin in the show. Do you want to maybe have some like Asian actors on? Would and, have been great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and I don't think even in like a like, uh, we're angry at, but like more. And I, I, I would hope that most of the people working on the show would be like, oh, yeah, that would be actually a cool idea. Right. Yeah. But we should do that. Um, we just hadn't thought about that because we're, you know white people in the early 2000s sure um, i mean like i feel like for the time in yeah. terms of diversity it did pretty okay yeah because like even at the time like it wasn't a, a super big controversy but it wasn't like the sh- a surefire bet to have an interracial couple as a major I think they part did, of your the fox didn't want it right i i, I believe i, I, I believe that, that yeah. like when they first pitched the mm-hmm. show fox was like uh they can't be married yeah. and uh, the show was like, no, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> no. Deal it's, breaker. Okay. First of all, it's it's the current day. Also, this is the future. You really think that nobody? Mm, okay. Yeah. No. Um, uh, so yeah, it, it, it was very progressive for its time. Yeah. But yeah, looking at it with the 2018 lens, it yeah. definitely could have been better. Yeah. Because a lot of times it just feels more tacked on. And not that, you know, a lot of the design elements aren't cool and that it doesn't make sense to have a lot of different cultures and specifically like a lot of Western and a lot of... Asian influence, like specifically melded together and specifically like Chinese, I think especially, but the way it was done didn't feel as deep as it, I think it could have. Yes. So the piggybacking off of that, mm. I felt that, um, what didn't hold up to me was Mal's treatment of Inara. Mm. That it, again, it just kind of feels in a 2018 lens, mm-hmm. that feels ickier to me than it yeah. used to. Um, the, just the way he speaks to her at the beginning of mm-hmm. the series and I get that he's lashing out, but it feels kind of awful, especially yeah. for our main protagonist. Yeah. And again, it's something I, I would hope would have been addressed if it had continued and yeah. maybe people would have seen something again. It would, you know, it's still, it was like 15 plus years ago. So like maybe not. Um, but I, yeah, that's definitely something that, that, would have definitely been different if it had been done today. 
Well, and even today, I feel like it, it would be a tricky thing where there's, you know, depending on your circles, like mm-hmm. maybe you can understand the difference between a prostitute and a courtesan and still, and even with that, have respect for sex workers mm-hmm. like they do in Heart of Gold and yep. that kind of thing. But there are still, you know, for some people, that would be a hard sell. Yeah. If they might have some of the same reaction, but make, but frame it a lot more differently as like, very very much underlining this is a character flaw in the main character not yes. like something that that could be mistaken as cute yeah, the, we need yeah. the other characters to yeah. call him out exactly yeah so what element of the show do you think held up the most watching it through and again this isn't like it wasn't a huge surprise to me mm-hmm. but I, I i'd say just it, in one word the characterization like yeah the characters just feel totally fully realized and mm-hmm. they they interact off each other beautifully and it's just like and it and i think especially watching it through the lens of you know having seen a lot more shows since then and specifically like this year i've been watching a lot of uh shows from the beginning all the way through because i've been doing that whole star trek thing i've been trying to do and like seeing how hard it is to in the first season of a show figure out who the characters are mm. and it does it from the pilot. Yes. The real yeah. pilot. And, and it like, and that's, that's really incredible for a, a series, especially sci-fi. Cause it's even harder to do. Cause you already have to worry about setting up the world. And what are mm-hmm. the, the rules of this world? It's not just, Oh, it's a law firm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And that's just really spectacular. I completely agree. I, for me, it was about the team itself mm. that I felt really held up. That it's it's not even that these individual individual characters are fully realized, but how they work together and who they are mm. together is so important and almost a character in and of itself, yeah. um, which I feel like you really see in war stories. Mm. That is super great and you know there's so many times as we said like in Buffy that somebody is superfluous or someone has nothing to do that's never the case here everyone has a purpose on this ship and when they're working together like in war stories or in heart of gold um, it's really clear what everyone brings to the picture who is your favorite villain or job or heist so I actually answered all three okay favorite villain because I I think just the the most effective to me was early. Okay. Um, I I could see an argument for the Reavers because they're very threatening as a presence, but as like an actual villain who like does a thing in an episode, I feel like early is just like a more structured. If the series had continued, I think it probably would have been Reavers for me because they would have had there would have been a more reaver centric episode that wasn't like a tangentially like oh we dealt with the guy who's kind of a reaver or like we outran the reavers which i feel like they're a great concept uh but in an episode of villain early the way it broke down job versus heist job is basically the the concept of like this is the job we're doing which which i had the most fun with the idea of um, was Heart of Gold because I love the mm-hmm. idea of like oh it's like Rio Bravo or Assault on Precinct 13 it's the siege episode mm-hmm. but the siege is at a brothel in the desert mm-hmm. like that's a that's a really cool concept to me um, and then the best heist uh, I had to go with Ariel I just really like that heist yeah I agree yeah I mean there isn't there is not a wrong answer in yeah. this uh, one they're all great my answer for all three is war stories yeah um, I just really like I like Wash and Mal um, being the 
the ones that are in peril because you wash is not usually in that position. Niska is terrifying mm-hmm. to me and i love zoe's plan to rescue them yeah yeah if we did a category of like best finale of an episode i think that 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 climax know, is amazing is, yeah. is pretty pretty solid my runner-up is heart of gold um i really liked their planning for defending themselves and you know it was like hurdle one hurdle two and everyone had a job and it was very motivating and exciting to watch and that's like another episode I, I, I we touched on it i think uh but i'd love that it definitely you, you understand the world of that that planet like for sure that yeah, little yeah. town and then the how the brothel is kind of almost a like great... a progressive beacon in the in the well, it's it's yeah. very much a great way of using the whole space western mm-hmm. thing, where maybe the western doesn't always come in it like this episode trash. Yeah, western is not a part of it. Yeah. It very much is in Heart of Gold. Mm-hmm. What do you think was the saddest death? Again, we're not counting the movie, guys. Yeah, right. Yeah, correct. Um, we oh. all know what the saddest death there would be. <laughs> we know. Um, uh, I'd have to go with Tracy. A hundred percent. Yes, I, I think it's it's super well done. Not to, to spoil too much of the movie, but they do a very similar thing of like a thing that starts off as one thing and then becomes another thing mm-hmm. and then gets really sad at the end. Yeah, um, I agree. It, it was just really well done in the way that they that his character growed made it that much sadder that we, you know, that he died in the way that just straight up said, I want to kill your puppy because he doesn't mm-hmm. like people to be happy. Yeah. Like, we understand it was a joke, Joss. Um, but it's, yeah, he has this great way of getting you hopeful and building you up mm-hmm. and then just breaking your goddamn heart. Yep. And he definitely did that with Tracy. And because even though it is literally like an old army buddy, um, they, they make it feel natural and that this could have been a member of the crew. And this is why it matters to the the people were were watching the the characters were already invested in this is why mm-hmm. it matters to them and why it could have mattered to us even more had this because this could have been another member of the crew yes what was your least favorite episode this one i i kind of wobbled back and forth on but if i i'm trying to be objective i have to say safe okay um, this is the one where they want to burn uh, River as a witch. Yeah, because I feel like there's some good moments, but the overall plot of it, I just wasn't that engaged with. The mm-hmm. only like really great thing is uh, the the bit with, of course, the iconic line, uh, the big damn heroes. Uh, but like the episode just feels very scare shot, and it it feels more like a season one episode than almost any other episode. Okay. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and that's the problem. It's not that it's the worst hour of television. And for most shows, it would be a better season one episode. But it just it doesn't grab me in the way that most others do. I got, I understand that. I I really like that one because similar to Heart of Gold, I like that it it gives the Western idea a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea of burning Reaver as a witch feels very organic to that. And this, and that's the one where River and Simon are fully realized as part of the crew. And you, okay, you just, I, you get some nice moments with Simon being a really good doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do enjoy that one. Yeah. My least favorite was Trash. Yeah, I know. Um, which is the one that I said was forgettable, and that's kind of how I feel about mm-hmm. it. It's not bad. There is yeah. no bad episode of Firefly. Yeah. I think it's just, it's fine. Yeah. I don't think it's that exciting. I don't think there it has any touching moments. I don't think it's particularly funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no. I don't think the stakes are super high. That, I think that that's definitely true. I 
I find it to be more of a fun episode for me personally, but uh, it's definitely one of the lower stakes episodes. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, not going to be on the the top of most people's lists. So what was your favorite episode? Uh, So my favorite, and it was really, it was just like kind of a battle between uh, two that I always, I want to bring this up now. I always flip the titles of these two. Okay. Um, so the one I ended up going with was Out of Gas. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just a near-perfect episode of television, uh, super engaging, tells so much story, and it's all super interesting. Uh, the one that was run- runner-up, uh, Objects in Space, I mm-hmm. really like. And I always love those two titles. I flipped them as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just three-word titles with O, and Objects in Space and Out of Gas both make Perfect sense for both of us, especially out of gas and objects in space, uh, out of gas as objects in space. Sure. Yeah. Like there's, there's no reason that that can't be both the title of that episode to me. I just think out of gas is so well constructed. Yes. Uh, I also chose out of gas. Um, as I said previously, before we did this watch through, I would have probably said war stories. Mm. Um, but after watching out of gas this time, it's, it's clearly just so masterfully yeah. done. Um, previously, I always remembered it as being like all flashbacks, no plot. Um, yeah. In watching it through this time, it, it's clear to me how much plot there is that they're using the flashback to before the explosion to lead up to the explosion. And then the two timelines meet. And it's just so well done in a way that it can give you exposition and all the information you need to make the end make sense and have it be exciting and have the stakes really high. And then just also just so emotionally touching um, throughout. I think a close runner up has to be um, the original pilot, the two parter. That that was, that was my number three for sure. Um, Yeah. And I I think kind of what, what makes out of gas the best to me is what war stories does emotionally. It does a lot of that. Mm -hmm. Um, It has a lot of emotional punch. What uh, objects does for like, stakes and characterization it also does a lot of that like it does what two of the other best episodes do in one episode yes it's great who is your big damn hero of this series for this one Probably one should be like, mm, I'll just be very analytical and I'll look back at all the episodes I did and, and add them up. And I was like, no, that doesn't make sense. Because there's also kind of the story of the series. And for me, the story of the series, the biggest hero is Mal. So I feel like otherwise this crew wouldn't be together. I have the exact same answer. Yeah. Like Mal, because otherwise these are all misfits that don't have mm-hmm. a place in this Alliance rural yeah. society, except for Simon. Even if it's not for male providing this Haven and keeping mm-hmm. them safe and keeping them flying and keeping together and making them a home um, and making them a family, mm-hmm. everyone's life is worse. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like Tracy is the perfect example of yeah. that. He didn't have a fam, a, you know, quote unquote family, of misfits. He didn't have a male mm-hmm. to bring him in to keep him safe and keep him from making really stupid fucking yeah. decisions. It's a hundred percent male. So who's your favorite character this time around or, or who did you appreciate more this time around? Uh, so for my favorite this time around, uh, it, it was Kaylee. Yeah. Uh, she's just a delight. Um, even more than I remembered. And I don't think there, I have to say much who I appreciated more Simon. 
because mm-hmm. I, I think we're we're all guilty of it to some degree because it's really easy to just dunk on Simon. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because uh, he could be a little bit of a, of, of a dweeb and a weasel at times. But like really like analyzing it and, and the whole the concept of doing the, the big damn hero of the week and really like looking at the heroic things he does and even giving it to him uh, on, mm-hmm. on more than one occasion. He is a good guy just because he's a little bit of a prick. Doesn't outweigh the fact that mo- he's mostly a good guy. Yeah. For my favorite character, I think it's it's Zoe. Yeah. Um, previously, I think I probably would have said Wash. Mm. I still think he's like the funniest character. But real, I realized um, so much this time around how much I just fucking love Zoe. And I just want to watch her kick ass all the live long day and ha- watch her have a good marriage and be amazing. Like, she's almost a Mary Sue. She's so goddamn perfect. Like, I just want to be zoe mm-hmm. but yes for appreciating more this time around totally simon um prior to this i definitely would have been like he's an annoying sniveling dweeb and every time the show tries to get me to like him i don't yeah. i changed my answer this time i do like him and i think it's better that he was given room to grow yeah. as a person i think he was always a good person he just mm-hmm. didn't know how to show it yeah. and so i think we watch over the season him like let down his dweeby guard yeah and let down his waspy upper class Mm -hmm. crust and show the gooey warm center on the inside. All right. (laughs) Um, That that reminds me of like a a thing that I, I I find an annoying trend in a lot of, especially like online criticism. And a lot of it's like for joke articles on cracked or whatever. Um, But the tendency to be like, because a character has a flaw and specifically a flaw in the beginning that the whole point of the story is that they overcome their flaws and grow as characters, but that it makes them a bad character if they're if they're not great from the beginning. No, I know you're better. Yeah. No, it's, like it's called the dynamic character yeah. it makes you a more interesting person. And I think to to a, a, a light degree, I was kind of guilty of that myself. Like I don't like this guy, and I was like, well, yeah, at the beginning, you're supposed to be a little suspicious of this guy for being a a, a, a bit of a tool. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because, yeah, like you said, he has room to grow and that's, well, and he's still yeah. like, he's still flawed mm-hmm. because even, I mean, what was the last episode where he put his foot in his goddamn mouth yeah. again? And like, I think he's still going to do that. Sure. It's just like his character time. trait. And guess yeah. what? I do that all the goddamn time. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, no, we're, we're flawed people. Mm-hmm. It is more interesting if a person is flawed to watch mm-hmm. them. And, uh, one thing I don't, I don't know if we've directly commented on it. But I do like also how the show kind of shows his evolution by like progressively he gets less and less uptight with how he dresses, um, which I think is just like it, we might not have commented on it because it just seemed very obvious. But I think that is a cool thing to note that he does loosen up in a very literal way. He loosens his clothes. Well, and, and it feels natural that like, yeah. you know, even like. I feel like if I go on vacation, I get very excited like for a couple of days of mm-hmm. like, I'm on vacation. It's special. I'm going to dress up and do my hair and makeup. And then by like the mm-hmm. last day of vacation, you're like ponytail and pajamas. I don't know. I'm living out of suitcase. Like, and they're living on a spaceship with yeah. like limited means. And everyone has seen your bedhead at this mm-hmm. point, buddy. Like yeah. it's, it's like, I, I don't know how, how much the three piece suit is serving you as you're sitting in the, you know, dining hall. And then, Taking a bullet out of Jane's thigh. Yeah. Like, uh, let's, let's think practical here. Yeah. Do you think this series is more relevant now? And, and this is going to be a little similar to, to what I said with Buffy. I'm not sure if it's more relevant, but I think it's because the storytelling is is 
there so much. Mm -hmm. I feel it's like it's always going to have about the same level of relevance, which I think a lot of just really good storytelling has, which is definitely there. But I don't think it's like this is the the, the story that will now like this is a parable for our age. Mm. It's more like this is good uh, sci-fi, good Western, uh, good TV storytelling. And I think that is an important thing. Um, I don't think it's uh, any less important now. Um, but I also don't think it's particularly more important. I agree. I'm, I am pleased to see how much the um, special effects have held up yeah. so that it's not like so dated that no one can watch it. Mm-hmm. Season one of Buffy. <laughs> but um, it's, yeah, I don't think it's any less relevant now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, as you said, good storytelling will always be relevant. You know, the idea of teamwork and sticking together and loyalty is always going to be a relevant lesson to be learned. It's interesting that the idea that Joss had for like what happened to the Confederate soldiers Mm -hmm. after they lost the war, like how do you keep going when you were on the losing side? That's interesting. And it really kind of makes me feel like whether or not the world of this show feels super relevant to you mm-hmm. kind of depends on your politics at the time mm. because i feel like if in the moment you feel like your politics make you an underdog to yeah. the current administration mm. yeah. you can make it feel like wow this is super relevant tonight right now yeah but depending on which side you're on mm-hmm. There's always going to be someone who feels like the current administration in charge makes you feel like the underdog on the outskirts. And there are definitely people who try to make it feel like that even when that's not the case. Yes. Yeah. So I feel Um, like you, depending on where you're at and where politics is at, mm -hmm. anyone can kind of make this work to their purposes if they yeah. really want to push it yeah but it definitely is easier if if you're currently not among the people who, whose voices are being the most heard at, at the moment right if you're not the alliance at the time yeah yeah so is your opinion uh of firefly changed since we went over this viewing of it i i wouldn't say drastically i don't think that i had a, as much of a of a of a deepening uh, as i did with uh buffy in a lot of ways but i think partly just because it is it's such a short series yeah seven seasons versus not even a full one yeah is gonna have a different effect yeah it's it's been a little bit more uh i guess canonized um as like no this was really good and i i can say i've 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 done the work i've done the research of watching all all of them in depth taking notes discussing it um and that no it, it it is a really good show people aren't just like fans of it just just to say they're fans of something cool mm-hmm. it is a really good show that should have gotten more of a chance Absolutely. um and that's just solidified if, if nothing else right i feel like watching it through this way i have a greater appreciation for firefly as a piece mm-hmm. like previously i you know i feel like talking about like oh my favorite episodes and like i'm definitely a fan but maybe not necessarily being clear on the through line throughout the season Mm. or the through line for each character and it as an entire piece yeah um watching it in this way i feel like i i get it more as if it was just one big movie i'll go ahead and just piggyback off that um and that yeah it it definitely i i I think could have been a show in the past that 
I would have thought, oh, just put on whatever episode. It doesn't matter. That, and I've done that. Yeah. For sure. And it's still a show that you can enjoy that way. But I, I do think that, yeah, the, this viewing through, it does become cl- much clearer that there is a, a fairly consistent arc for much, most of the characters. Granted, would have liked a lot more with, say, River. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of that was just, hey, we thought we were going to have at least a full season to to, to round that out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, You can notice it a lot more. In a lot of other shows, they'll have some of that, but it's more like, oh, are they dating at this point or not? Okay. Oh, they're not dating. Oh, then I know where we're at. Yeah. Versus like... Seeing where Jane is in episode two versus episode 10 there, he's in a very different place, even though that character it is kind of a dumb lug who doesn't change that much. He does change. Yeah. And you, as you said, like I yeah. could put on prior to this, I could put on episode 10 and not think about it, mm-hmm. but have a greater appreciation for the subtleties yeah. there. It's a good in. It's a good in. All right. So that is all 13 episodes of Firefly. The whole season, the whole series. And we will return in two weeks with the film Serenity. So we still got more mal action. Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook. You can contact us at sunnydalestacks at gmail.com or at sunnydalestacks on Twitter to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Firefly. The Sunnydale Stacks is a part of the 27th Letter Productions Network. Look for our sister podcasts, Hey Do You Remember and the Wayne Manor Memoirs, and join us next time when we explore Serenity the Film when we get lost in Sunnydale Sticks.